welcome to my street. My street is located just south of downtown Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a little south of the campus of LSU. It's a nice street. It is diverse in many ways, ethnically, socioeconomically. We've got people that have lived there for several decades and people who've just moved in. This podcast is an attempt to get to know my neighbors and to hear their stories. I don't know what to expect, but let's do this together. Almost 51 years. Okay, so... January would be 51 years. Are you from this area? Not... We were oh. both born in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. But not this end of town. Okay. We're from the north end of town, which is supposedly... I am. I'm, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. Old back... Uh, around the chemical plants, around Exxon Chemical. And Mary is from... I am from the southern end of Baton Rouge. Um, Jim has lived here all his life, and I moved away with my parents when I was about 10, and I came back um, after he and I got engaged, which was in my 20s. So um, I've been in Baton Rouge since that time. I call it home because I spent most of my years here. We have uh, watched this area grow unbelievably. Oh, I can imagine. So um, you got married, um, but what were you doing at that time? What was, what was your career? I started off as a, as a carpenter, uh, apprentice, and uh, I was doing uh, floors and ceilings uh, in commercial uh, work. I was a deputy sheriff for Livingston Parish. Really? Yes. Though I worked in the office, um, I had a badge. Uh, I had been sworn in, all of those things. And I did that for quite some time until we started having our children. Wow, how did you all meet? (laughs) Well, that's a long story. I was going on a job interview with fellow that turned out to be my brother-in-law at her parents' house because he he and his her sister were renting from my my Good in-laws, in-laws to be to be and uh, I went to that house because that was where I was instructed and they said no we li- he lives in the back so we I took off back there and there was a bunch of ladies in the kitchen telling jokes and uh, there was you know I tend to center where there's a bunch of ladies so they were seeing who could tell the dirtiest jokes it turned out that my mother-in-law was the one that was winning (laughs) so anyway after that I I exited and went on the interview and 
wound up getting a job with this company that he worked for. At that time, it was a headhunting type situation, so he made, I don't know, 25 or $50 for getting me to go to work for their company. And it started off from carpentry work to uh, drafting, engineering type work. Wow. And that was... Mechanical draft. Yeah, mechanical drafting. Back in the 60s. We got married in December of 66. Um, the time he's talking about that we met was May of 1966. We had a very short engagement, but we we found out that we had so much in common yet were so different in a way that in our age, he had dated a lot of people and we knew what we were looking for and it was kind of, you know, a lot of people don't believe in love at first sight. I don't know if it was instantaneous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, we just, we gelled so well. Um, and the funny thing is, before that, I had been in a convent for three years. Really? Mm. And um, I don't know, God was calling me to a different vocation. Come to find out, <laughs> it was to save him. <laughs> Keep me. I was, not, I was going straight to hell, not pass and go, collect $200. <laughs> Wine, women, and song, and not necessarily in that order. And the funny thing is... So you married a nun. Yeah, an almost nun. Well, almost nun. She, she had not taken vows. Yes, I had not taken my vows yet. But I, it was, you know, God has a plan for all of us, and I believe that he called me there for a reason, and he called me back out for even a better reason. I would not have a family, grandchildren, mm, and yeah. this wonderful man sitting by my side, and... How many kids do you have? We, we had three. Uh, we had a son, and uh, he died. He was 22 days old, and he had spinal meningitis. I can talk about it now, but at the time, oh, the, it, yes. it took so years sorry. before he I did. could talk about it. But, yeah. and, um, but there was a reason for that happening, too. Yeah. Um, he used that situation to help us help other people that were had lost Infants, infants to help them first off retain their marriage and not lose their sanity because we yeah it's tough it was oh, tough it was very tough and it can either bring you together mm -hmm. or it can destroy your relationship right. um, because a lot a lot of blaming can go back and forth we never did that um, but it. It was a difficult situation. However, we had a daughter 11 months later. And the doctor wow. said, don't do that. And the doctor do said, don't and do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not our hand in that. No, God had his hand in that too because my focus became more on my new child to be. What a blessing. Yes, it oh, was. Yes, and that's absolutely. how I looked at it. It was a difficult pregnancy, but it, you know, was good. And... Um, we were told not to have any more, and I begged and begged to have another one. Because I said, if, if I have an only child, that child won't walk out the door. <laughs> I will keep her in a bubble. In a bubble wrap. Yes, exactly. she will be bubble wrapped for life. And so uh, God heard that too and sent another blessing. So we had two girls who gave us three grandchildren, and um, 
it's just been been good since then but as Jim said God used our experience to help others and the the two important ones that we were able to help both of their children died of spinal meningitis just as ours did wow. so I knew exactly how they were feeling sure because I had been through the whole thing um, mm. But one interesting thing was when Jim and I were talking about getting married and having family, we said, well, we'll have eight children. That'll be one less than a baseball team, but it'd be enough for our basketball team. So... Well, we had the same goals. Yes. I mean, all the so, way through our, our prenuptial the discussions about what we wanted, I mean, we were right on the same page on everything. I mean, other than... He loved to spend money, and I loved to guard it. Oh yeah, that was oh that was that was our one of our just like everybody else. Yeah, that's one of the things that I had to learn about. But um, we got our three children, losing one. We had two. Then we became foster parents, oh. and we had six foster children. Really? So yeah. God provided us. And all of those foster children were here on, on my street. Wow. And um, we are not in touch with all of them, but we still maintain relationship with some of them. Even attending like marriages, baptisms, marriages, baby showers, those kind of things. So it's like it's still part of our family. A bigger family. That's we have fantastic. a bigger family. So. And we had them of all sexes backgrounds, sexes, race, color, had, creed. We had them all. We had crack babies. We had yeah. We had them on drugs, yeah. um, but they were all infants when we had them. None of them were older. So were were all of those or most of those adopted then? They, they were, were all, all adopted. Wow. From us, and it's everybody says, "Oh, how could you let them go?" I said, "Well, it wasn't easy." Sure. Um, but they were going to a good home, people who wanted them and who could provide for them, whereas the mothers could not and or would not. And um, one of them in particular, um, uh, I became an administrative assistant at St. Joseph's Academy for over 20 years. and. Uh, one of the young women that came to teach there was a graduate of McNeese and uh, she was from Westlake just like where these parents were and I asked her if she knew this particular young man because he would have been uh, in his 20s by then and she said yes I had classes with him he is the most wonderful person so so the original love we gave him, I think, just carried sure. through for him. Sure. And um, we went, we went to his baptism. Yes. We will, the, us and our girls, we went to Lake Charles, which is where he was placed, and we we were the Oreos. We yeah, were the only we white were the people center, left. Center of the Oreos. <laughs> and everybody went out of their way. To make us feel welcome for what we yes. did we kept on telling them, we didn't do anything the baby is the only yeah. thing that that we 
is the circle that, okay, look at the circle, look at the, look at the rock in the water, look at what happened. And so, we, were, we were told that we should have a girl first and a short-term baby. Well, this particular young child was a boy and he was long-term because he had digestive issues. And it was like, because they knew our circumstances of losing our son. And since we had him so long, we had him through Thanksgiving, Christmas, all. So I took him to Santa Claus, had his picture taken on Santa Claus's lap and all that so that the parents would have his first Christmas pictures by the tree, by, you know, with Santa, all of those things. And this neighborhood on my street came through giving him Christmas gifts, uh, accepting him as one of their own, um, just a beautiful, I don't think there's another street like my street. That's great. The people on this street, we have banded together, not only as neighbors, but as friends and close friends, support each other, help each other, and it's always been that way. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of My Street. We are glad that you joined us and hope that by hearing the stories of neighbors on My Street that you would be encouraged to get to know your neighbors as well. Often we live in fear of the unknown, but we hope this podcast will encourage us to uh, reach out, get to know our neighbors, because we believe that knowing our neighbors actually can lead to a better world. If you'd like to hear more episodes, then you can search Fish Food on any of your podcast uh, platforms, be it Spotify, Apple, Podbean, whatever you use. Look for Fish Food. Um, You can check our website out too, fishfood.me. It is a media group under which we produce uh, My Street. Or you can check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you would like to support us, that would be tremendous. But this is absolutely free, no obligation to support. If you'd like to contribute a little bit, it does help us upgrade our equipment and keep this going. Anyway, check us out. Keep listening to episodes. Thank you for joining us.